from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Guys, it's the end of January. Uh, that's kind of crazy. The, the Our third term, mid, mid, yeah, midterms are almost here. Um, third term feels like the longest term on earth, I swear. Like, first and second term have, are riddled with breaks, right? You have Christmas, Thanksgiving break, weeks apart. You have weekends, like fall break and stuff like that. But then third quarter... You don't got many breaks that are going to come in and break things up. You got spring break. That's about it. Um, That's in March. You know, Uh, the end of January all all, till the beginning of March is the longest straight period of time that we have without any breaks. So if you guys are feeling that burnout, uh, everyone else is as well. But that being said, um, we are kind of fresh off of a break. So hopefully you guys are not too burnt out yet. Um, today I want to talk about advocacy and not in the type that you might be thinking about. See, all of us school counselors, right, we work with principals. We work for the principal first and then we try and do our school counselor program, right? We are there to help the principal, his vision for the school or her vision for the school, um, their mission, their vision, everything. We're there to help the principal. As our biggest thing is to help the principal. And in the process of helping the principal, we're always able to help advocate for students which is our actual job, right? But helping the principal and being their number one support is going to give us that buy-in that we need for us to be able to have an effective program within the school. Now, a lot of principals, um, they have us doing things that are less than appropriate, right? Uh, Non-school counselor related activities like proctoring tests and lunch duties and things like that. And don't get me wrong, there are fair share responsibilities that counselors have to participate in that everyone has to participate in. But at the same time, we need to advocate for for who we are, for what we do. Anyway, so there's this article at the it's it's the ASCA, the American School Counselor Association. They put out their magazine every single month, and this article that I found from them is a, I love it so much. So I'm going to go through it a little bit. Um, I'm going to link it in the podcast description for those who are members of ASCA. They can look at it. Um, but it's called "Elevate Your Advocacy" because. So a strong school counselor-principal relationship is vital to the work we do in schools. Similar to principals, school counselors help support students by collaborating with staff families to improve student access and success. When principals and school counselors partner to tackle the needs of their building, the positive results, they speak for themselves, right? Principals who understand the role of the counselors are also equipped to protect our time with students and advocate at the district level, allowing us to do the work we are trained for and passionate about. That's big. If we can have if we can have principals advocating for us at the district level, then we are much more likely to be able to do the things that we're passionate about and things that we are have been trained to do. Now, the annual administrative conference is a perfect opportunity to document and build on this collaboration. It helps you highlight the impact of your school counseling program and advocate for your role. Um, so every year, right, we talk with the admin about, all right, here's what we plan on doing. Here's expectations. You sign the agreement between counselors and admin. And so it is crystal clear what your role is. 
Um, now they talk a little about another school counselor, uh, Mallory Jacobs. She says, I am so happy and lucky to have a fantastic working relationship with my building administrator. Um, we are able to meet at the beginning of the year and then continue weekly. We have the opportunity to review student situations and to get a pulse of the school counseling program around the building. Because of our relationship, our collaboration impacts student achievement and the overall climate and pulse in our school. I know as school counselors, sorry, I'm going to yawn real quick. As school counselors, it's really easy to want to kind of operate on our own island, go under the radar not be noticed as much by administration, do whatever we want, right? We don't want administration looking over our shoulders. <gasps> Ooh, what are they going to do? When in reality, you want you want administration to be intimately involved with what you're doing so that they are intimately backing you up with everything. And because of that relationship, your collaboration impact um, can reach to student achievement and the overall climate of the school. Facilitating an annual administrative conference allows you to talk through the data you've analyzed, your understanding of the needs of your building, the annual student outcome goals you've set, um, and like even bonus points if you connect them to your principal's building goals, and then how your time is spent, your school counselor advisory council plans, professional development plans, and the variety of committees you serve on. Uh, you know, there's so many things. During the conference, you can use ASCA recommendations that are embedded throughout the annual administrative conference template to help advocate towards the ratio 250 to 1 or to be intentional with your time. So 80% more of it is spent directly working with or on behalf of students. Um, that's big. And you got, you can use the the, the template, um, schoolcounselor.com slash templates. There's lots of templates for you guys to download to help with that. These are all really important things. You know, in 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 Utah, we try really, really hard to be, you know, at good ratios. But I know especially, especially at the elementary school level, we have like one counselor over three or four schools sometimes. And we need we need that advocacy, but it comes with a good relationship with your administrator. Um, the annual administrative conference helps me collaborate with my administrators more than uh, because it reorients us to both the purpose and activities of the comprehensive school counseling program. This is from Shelby Deegan, school counselor of Oregon School District. Um, she says it helps inform them of our goals for the upcoming school year and helps provide structure and intentional alignment to the ASCA national model. Um, now, as everyone knows, we have our own model here in Utah, the USCA model. Um, it is purposefully very, very similar to the ASCA model. Um, and so have that in mind. Now, you don't have to do this at the end of the year only. You can start strong. The best time to hold your, your, at your annual administrative conference is at the start of the school year. And so here's some good tips to get started. One, prioritize this meeting with your principal within the first two months of school. Schedule it on your principal's calendar and on yours so this time is set aside for the conference. Even if it feels awkward to formally set it up, it's important that this meeting is not just a stop-by and chat conversation. It is a formal meeting, not just one of those stop-by, talk about it for a little bit. You know, you have time set aside. Ugh, y'all number two. Ugh. And you are, you know, purposely engaging in this conversation. And then next, complete ASCA's annual administrative conference template as best as you can prior to the meeting, but remain flexible. One of the main purposes of this meeting is to collaborate with your principal so their feedback and suggestions may change a few of the items on the template, which is fine, which is expected, which is wanted. 
Then for schools with more than one school counselor in the building, make sure every school counselor completes the document individually. Many items on the template may be identical to each other, such as like the annual student outcome goal. But since your committees and caseloads may vary, individual annual administrative conference templates are necessary. And you can do the conference itself as a large group with the administrator in your building, which can show a united front for your team. Now, the template is user-friendly and straightforward to complete. It's not bad at all. And as you complete the template, you will highlight the following key points of your school counseling program. And these are the big important things to help principals buy into what you're doing. First, the annual student outcome goal. Develop your annual student outcome goal based on last uh, the needs last year's data is demonstrated. So you can look at your SOAR reports, your RISE reports, whatever the student outcome surveys that you had that showed the needs of the school. Have your goal based on the needs from last year's data demonstrated. And then ask what goals your principal is targeting this school year and determine how the school counseling program can help support those goals as well. Remember, you are there to help your principal. Um, disaggregate the data, break it apart to find target groups that are disproportionately affected in academics, attendance, or discipline. Showing your principal the areas that need addressing will also have a plan um, while also having a plan demonstrates your solution-focused approach supports your students as well as your principal's goals. So many of us were like, hey, it is you need to do this. You need to support me, principal. We need to we need to support him and show how what we're doing is helping him and or her. And then in turn, what they are doing is going to help us. Um, this is a statement. I have been using the annual administrative conference from within from my principal for many years. Uh, her name's Tanya Kirschman um, at Highland Elementary School, um, and it's a ramp school, so it's it's USCA certified basically. To be honest, I was not finding the right data or creating true smart goals when I started, but I kept using it year after year, making improvements along the way. And as I've worked through the ramp process, getting accredited as a USCA school. Um, my school data, annual student outcome goals, and use of time reporting have become accurate representations of my programming. These three components of the agreement in particular have been integral in explaining my role and responsibilities as a school counselor. I feel validated and honored. And then she shares school counseling program data with her colleagues and stakeholders. Um, so the next thing it, that, that we need to really hit on to get administrative buy-in is school counselor use of time. Okay, so many of us get asked to do things that we do not think is very appropriate, right? We get asked to do lots of, oh, yeah, number three. Oh, man. Ah. We get used to do lots of proctoring, right, for tests and stuff like that. And it's very easy to be like, hey, I spent a lot of time covering classes doing lunch duty last year. And it just sounds emotional and unprofessional. Versus, Hey, did you know that I spent 25% of my time doing non-school counseling related tasks, such as lunch duty and subbing? I don't think that's very appropriate. What changes can we make? And so having the data of the school counselor use of time is a good way to help you advocate for what you're doing. Um, now, to complete the use of time section so, so correctly um, in that template, just familiarize yourself with the ASCA national model, definitions of direct and indirect services, program planning, school support, and non-school counseling tasks. And for your, for your annual administrative conference, use the five-day use of time calculator from one week in the fall and one week in the spring of last school year. This will provide you with a baseline snapshot, a 
of how you spend your time. The reason we do that is because in the fall and in the spring and the winter, you are doing completely different things. And so hopefully if you take a week out of your winter and a week out of your spring, you are basically grabbing a semi whole picture of what you're doing as a school counselor. Now, don't sugarcoat it. Some school counselors may want to rationalize counting something like lunch duty as direct services because you're visiting with the kids and building relationships. However, if you're supervising lunch, you're not instructing or counseling or participating in appraisal um, and advisement activities. Therefore, it can't be categorized as direct services. If lunch duty is something all staff rotate or share, this could then be considered a fair share activity. And if this is not a duty shared by all, it should be classified as a non-school counseling related activity. And being accurate with the use of time assessment and resulting data is key to advocating for more time to do what you've been trained to do, what you got your degrees to do, and why you got into this career in the first place. Be prepared to share concrete ideas of how you can use your time providing direct and indirect support of students if your non-school counseling tasks were reduced. Because imagine, what if they said, okay, what would you do if I took away some of these non-school counseling activities? You got to come up with a plan. If they grant you that time, how are you going to use it? Now, please remember, advocacy takes time. Showing your principal your use of time results, it's not going to magically fix how you're able to spend your time. But it can be an opportunity to discuss the 80-20 rule or the 80-20 goal, right? Um, brainstorm small steps together towards reaching 80% or more of your time spent in direct slash indirect services to your students. And if your time is close to the recommended 80-20, this is your chance to thank your administrator for protecting your time and valuing what you do. Uh, the next thing that we need to fight for is ratio and caseload. This area of the template is an opportunity to remind your principal that, you know, the association which you work for recommends the student to counselor ratio of 250 to 1. Use this section to identify how many students are on your current caseload. For me, it was like 360. Um, and then those schools with multiple school counselors, this section clarifies how your caseload is defined. If you have a particularly high caseload, discuss the impact that it has on your students. Ask your principal how you can uh, advocate for a reduced caseload in your, oh, got it before, uh, for a reduced caseload in your district or state. Additionally, highlight the structures you use within your school counseling program to ensure all students are served. You know, especially with big caseloads, it's hard to serve all of our students. And especially when, you know, some counselors might be playing favorites and the kids are requesting to drop their current counselor so they can have a different cooler counselor, whatever it may be. It's really hard. So highlight the structures you use within your school counseling program because we want all the students to be served. Now, we need to plan to succeed. Um, program implementation to address priorities. Bring the copy of the uh, of these three documents to the meeting, classroom, group, mindsets, and behaviors, action plan, the closing the gap action plan, and the annual calendar. This section is your opportunity to highlight the depth of your school counseling program. And using those documents will show all the ways your program has an impact on the student access. Um, also, the classroom and the group mindsets and behaviors action plan is a really important document that provides your principal with the 36 Ask a Student standards, the mindsets and behaviors for student success. Because while principals are well versed on the standards for teachers, they don't know as much about the school counselor standards. And this can be an opportunity to introduce you to your administration to the research-based student standards 
and show that you're aligning your direct services to particular student standards. Oh, yeah, number five. Gosh, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, anyway, uh, another thing, looking through this, yeah. Closing the gap um, action plan. This document shows your principal, your game plan for addressing the gap you will be working on during the school year. Whatever you pick, right? Whatever plan you pick, you have a closing the gap gap plan that you're going to give to your administrator. Keep in mind, this goal can be the ex can be the same annual student outcome goal you discussed earlier in the meeting. The plan includes the interventions you intend to use, what standards you'll be measuring, and what outcome data you'll monitor. Your administrator may even want to collaborate with you to help support the work you're doing. Imagine that. Um, consider sharing any policies, procedures, or practices you notice contributing to the identified gap. Brainstorm ideas that you may create systemic change and identify how you can support these changes in your role as a school counselor. Um, another big thing is the annual calendar. Fill out as much as your calendar as you can so your principal can see the school-wide events you are planning. You don't want to be on your own and on an island. They need to know what you're up to so they can support you. Um, and then kind of lastly, um, the, the last two things anyway that I want to talk about a, professional development, and B, um, budget. <laughs> so A, professional development can be the biggest waste of time ever. I said it. It, 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 it. it can be. Highlight the professional development you are planning to attend, including your state conference, the ASCA conference, ASCA U specialist trainings, and any other contributing education courses you take to demonstrate how you are staying current with student issues and needs. The thing with professional development, even though some of it can be hard to sit through, even though sometimes you're like, wow. Oh, yeah, number six. Oh, wow. Like, it can, it's hard to pay attention to this stuff. It's so boring. These people are the ones speaking. It's helping you stay current. Um, and that's a big, big, big thing. Um, anyway, the last thing I want to talk about is budget, material supplies. Um, if you need to spend money, you best be talking to your admin. You do not run the school. You know, these sections ask for the information regarding the budget you are allotted and the hours and staff available in your school counseling office. If you don't have a budget, don't be afraid to write zero so your principal can see this, especially if you need supplies to run your program. Ask your principal if there are any avenues you can seek help to to fund your program. And on that template, on the plan, there's a, there's a place to put how much money you get. Don't be afraid to put zero. That's okay. And then last, you know, everyone signs it and everything. Um, now, whether you have a new principal or you have worked with your administrator for years, taking the time to talk through your program has many benefits. Your advocacy and persistence through the annual administrative conference leads to stronger school counseling programs and enhances impact on student achievement. Um, when we work well together, our students always benefit. So there you guys go. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Hope you all have a wonderful day. And if you have any questions, please reach out, message us, anything. Um, elections, I'm not sure if they're coming up soon. But if you want to be a part of USCA, please reach out. Um, here in the spring, they're going to be holding elections for USCA board members so you can become you know, whatever roles might be available to be with the Utah School Counselors Association. It has been wonderful being a part of the association. I'm also going to be continuing my series where I'm interviewing the USCA board members so you can get to know them a little bit better as well. So thank you guys so much for your time today. Hope you all have a wonderful day and we'll see you on the next one.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email thesoundingboard at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.